Welcome back to the Jewish Growth Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. It is great to connect with you. I was recently talking with a friend of mine about raising Jewish teens. His kids are in public high school and starting to plan for college, and my friend was sharing the double challenge of wanting to raise kids who are A, healthy and thriving, and B, have a strong Jewish identity. But I told him that perhaps there's a third challenge, because even when your child identifies as Jewish, what exactly does that mean? Identity feels nebulous. I mean, are your kids passionate about Judaism? Do they understand the why of being Jewish? Or is it just a part of identity like people from so many other cultures have? Will your children's children, or grandchildren for that matter, be Jewish? As we read Parsha's bow, we arrive to a transition point in the Torah that touches upon a deeper understanding of Jewish identity. Sefer Bereshis recorded the events of creation in which Hashem was revealed to be the God of creation and humanity. Now we come to the Exodus, where Hashem is revealed as the God of the Jewish people. We are transitioning from a story about the existence of God to the presence of Hashem in our national life. Throughout Vayera, Hashem brought about plagues to show Egypt and Paro that there is a creator. And now Bo opens with a familiar idea that I will place these signs in his midst, referring to Egypt. But the next verse adds an entirely new dimension. Why am I doing this, says Hashem? In order that you will will relate in the ears of your son and in the ears of your son's son, and you will know that I am Hashem. No longer is this just about making God's name known in the midst of the land. Now we are talking about your child and your child's child. As we read Bo, there is an incredible amount unfolding. We have the final three plagues of locusts, darkness, and the death of the firstborn. And then we have the lengthy laws of the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach and the death of the firstborn are woven together. And in addition, there's the actual Exodus itself. And so in all of this, we have these overlapping contexts. The tenth plague takes place in the context of the Korban Pesach. The Exodus takes place in the context of the 10th plague. Within these overlapping themes, there's two key insights into what it means to be part of the Jewish people. First is the idea that God is reaching into our lives as a Jewish people. And second is the idea that the Jewish people are responding to the calling of God with an act of avodah, service of Hashem. One of the most critical moments of this Parsha comes as Hashem announces a different kind of plague. Each of the first nine plagues could be perceived as a fluke of nature. The frogs or lice or even the Nile River turning to death, blood, could be interpreted as a deviation of nature. But the plague of the firstborn dying was a totally supernatural event. The notion that every male who came out of their mother's womb first would be struck down by a plague defies any natural logic. And this is why the Torah says here, Ko amar Hashem, so says Hashem, At about midnight, I will go out in the midst of Egypt. Every firstborn in the, in the land of Egypt shall die. And the God famously comments on the idea that Hashem himself says, I will go out. Lo malach, shaliach, the Haggadah says. Hashem brought us out of Egypt, not through an angel, not through a seraph, not through a messenger. But the Holy One, blessed be He, in His glory Himself. 
So this passage from the Haggadah is a major foundation of Jewish thought. God not only took us out of Egypt, he did so directly without any agency. The Exodus is not just a moment where the Jewish people attain nationhood through a great historic event. The Exodus is where God reached into our lives and extracted us from the Iron Crucible. God has a direct relationship with the Jewish people. Let's consider this in human terms. It's possible for a man to father a child and walk away. Even a mother, technically speaking, could give birth and walk away from her child, though it's much harder. And even a semi-involved parent can work through an intermediary. Here's my credit card. Go have a good time. Imagine a well-to-do parent who is busy all the time at the office. They don't have time for that teenage son or daughter. And so they let go and they give the child their credit card. All of the physical needs of this kid might be met. But on the other hand, the parent has missed the most critical thing, creating a relationship with the child. I was recently reading an article in which some parents were talking about, get ready for this, regretting having their kids. I was astounded that there's any parents who feel this way because honestly, there is no greater joy in my life than my wife and children that I'm blessed with. Hashem is not a detached parent. Hashem has a direct relationship with us without any outside agency. Ani v'lo malach, I and not an angel. And maybe this is the reason that Jewish parents are the ones who transmit our connection to Hashem through the Korban Pesach, the Passover offering. And so on one level, there is the fact that God reached into our lives directly, and we remember that to this day. That's one of the great themes here in this Parsha. But then there is a second dimension, how the Jewish people responded and undertook an action of serving God right there in the depths of exile. Leading up to the Korban Pesach, the Torah requires a four-day period of preparation. Rashi points out that during these four days, the Jewish people were commanded in two mitzvot, the blood of Pesach and the blood of Mila circumcision. These two bloods are referenced by the Navi, the prophet Yechezkel, in several verses that the Haggadah made famous. The prophet describes Israel at that early state, comparing her to a newborn that has been cast upon a field. Referencing the blood of birth, Yechezkel says, Then I passed you and I saw you wallowing in your blood. Va'omer lach and I said unto you, in your blood you shall live. While blood can be a source of pain or death, here blood is a symbol of life. Here blood is essential, like blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, are a source of life. In fact, Yechezkel says, in your blood you shall live. Commenting on this passage, the Maharal notes that the mitzvot of Pesach and bris circumcision came precisely as the Jewish people transitioned from being servants of Paro to serving God. And in that rebirth, we have two life-giving bloods that make us God's servants. On the one hand, we have Mila, which is a sign in the flesh of being God's servants. And on the other hand, Mila alone does not suffice. After all, circumcision is just a sign. It's not an act of serving God. And so we also need to have an action. And that is the Korban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice. And so on the one hand, we need something that marks us and that makes us identified as the servants of God, and that is bris milah, circumcision. And on the other hand, even if we are marked, we still need to have an active action of serving God, and that is the Korban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice. And so as we witness the formation of our people, 
we really have two very big fundamental ideas. The first is that God reached into the national life of the Jewish people. And the second is that even before we left Egypt, especially before we left Egypt, we did an action of serving God. And by doing these actions, we become Hashem's servants. Jewish identity is a beautiful concept, but there's only so much we can do to transmit an idea. And our Parsha insists that we transmit the great ideas of the Exodus through concrete actions. When I think about my own family, I see how much the actions of Torah have made an imprint in my children's lives. This past week, my 20-year-old son, Dove, was telling me about how he is looking for a volunteer job to help in a hospital. He was trying to call and email the particular hospital. He didn't hear back, and so he just took a bus across New York City where he lives, and he walked right into the hospital and introduced himself and asked to find the volunteer center. And this action reminded me of his youth. Here in Portland, we've got so many mitzvot that the community gets involved in. For example, we deliver a couple hundred food boxes every year for Pesach. When my son was younger, Dove used to join me in the car. We'd drive around and deliver the boxes. He loved to help carry the boxes as a little kid into the homes that we would visit. And that's one example in my life of how doing the actions of Torah as a parent enabled me to transmit something real to my child. The idea of Hashem's providence is a great idea, but the manner of transmitting that idea was the actions and the words around the Korban Pesach. And today, this is the essence of the Pesach Seder. On the night of Pesach, all Jews everywhere around the world are called together around the Passover table for an action of avoda, the Kiddush, eating matzah, magid, relating the story with words. And these actions concretize who we are as Jews. Many years ago, a congregant was visiting our home for Pesach, and he had been at many Pesach Sedarim throughout his life. But my Seder, actually, at the Brodkin home, was the first time he witnessed people really taking the mitzvah of eating matzah seriously. He watched in amazement as everyone around the table sat in silence, leaning intently, consuming the proper amount of matzah, And watching us fulfill this mitzvah touched him in a deep way. And so if we want to connect ourselves and other people to the Jewish people, there really are two things to consider. First, we look at God's presence in the national life of Israel and in our own lives. Consider that big idea of God in your life. Ask yourself this, where do you see God in your life? I remember feeling Hashem's presence, for example, five years ago, many times since then, but in particular five years ago when I merited to move homes and get closer to the shoal. There were so many miracles then. Where do you see God in your life? And secondly, how can you respond to that inspiring idea with an action of avoda? What action of learning or chesed or avoda can you do to strengthen yourself in? Remember, there's nothing stronger than action to show that connection to Hashem. Find the next action of avoda in your life for you to focus on. The actions of avoda service will transform your deep ideas and aspirations to your living and breathing Jewish identity. It's been great to be with you today. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast.